0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show.
1: Well, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's it's fun to watch. There's Not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a and start by him.
0: The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killer Brew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Moller Show, Chris Atterberry and Jack Morris. Well, good morning. Welcome to October. Jack Morris, who has a pretty good track record in the month of October, not with us here today. As uh, he is off, Paul Moller does join us for the Paul Moller Show. I am Chris Atterberry And, Paul, good morning to you. And uh, I'm gonna, uh, you're, you're joining us from a, a secret location. I'm just going to tell everybody you're in the middle of running the marathon. How about that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a little busy downtown today between the marathon and uh, football, and twins game, last uh, regular season game. But, no, uh, with the later start today, we're doing this via phone, which we haven't had to do too often for home games, but we'll make it work.
0: Yeah, later start, obviously, because baseball wants every game to start at the exact same time. Now, no no games are going to impact the playoffs this year, but that is kind of the rationale behind the the start. time. Speaking of marathons, I know you're a big biker, uh, and and as an athlete, when your, your professional career ends, people look for different outlets. Did you ever go the running route? Did you ever think, yeah, I should run 26 miles?
1: Uh to be honest, I used to think that that was something I was gonna try to uh cross off whatever list I don't know what he'd call a bucket list because <laughs> it's not really something that's fun but um i i uh you know never really got into uh pursuing that once I retired as a player. I think today I would have to walk rather than run, and it would take me about two and a half days so Probably never going
0: to happen. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, 360 feet of running—that's probably enough uh, for all the yeah. years you did that. Let's uh, kind of cover some uh, a few things we're going to cover today. Uh, we'll obviously talk a little bit about what's going on right now and your preparations for Tuesday. We'll take a little time to uh, to look back kind of at some of the the fun moments we've had this mm-hmm. year, and then we'll just kind of try to keep it light a little bit uh, here today. And I- I'm going to start with last night and glenn perkins and the way that all unfolded uh, glenn very emotional after the game and i loved your comments i thought it was uh, incredibly insightful uh articulate about emotion is good and when you see it and you know people care and the, the humanizing element expand if you can on on how you saw and envisioned using glenn this weekend to give him that moment
1: well you know i uh i i wanted him to pitch for sure and just trying to look to the right spot. Um, still trying to, you know, win games and compete and, you know, in the back of your mind, you you have a little bit of plan on how you want to use your pitchers and how much rest and how sharp you need to keep them moving forward. But as far as Glenn's case, uh, I was just hoping that it worked out where he would be able to come in here and pitch the end of a game in some, you know, way, shape, or form. And then last night, it just kind of set up that way and and so we brought him in there. I didn't know how emotional it was gonna be for him, but you could see that uh it was a big moment and I and I was glad. And, and I, I think when people kind of show that, um, it just reveals, you know, like I, I talked about last night, uh, we're we're not robots out there just trying to perform a task. There's emotion, there's feelings, there's family, there's uh a lot of things that go through your mind as uh As you go through different moments on the field, and last night we saw uh, a very transparent Glenn Perkins, and I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Paul. And I think uh, another thing that came out of that, and and we heard this from Glenn even during the celebration uh, over the course of the last week in Cleveland was, how much this team has meant to him, even though he hasn't been able to be a part of it the way he would have hoped to in terms of contributing on the field, and almost for a veteran guy who's been around longer than most of the guys uh, who who are out there day to day, how much the the energy and the togetherness has really even been an inspiration for a guy like one.
1: Well, I, I think so, and it's been great to have him around. I, you know, I know that when he came back, I made sure that he heard from me. You know just a, an understanding of what had to take place for him to get back onto a major league field and a major league mound. And, um, you know, obviously our, our teams had kind of a, you know, a great feel around it for the majority of the year, which has only increased here over the past six weeks or so. And, and, and Glenn's been in that mix. So it's it's been nice for him to share in that. And I, when, we, when he came back, we all were kind of curious as to how it might unfold in terms of his contributions Just never really got a chance or or felt like it was the right thing to insert him into, you know, overly stressful situations. And I think we all thought that was the best way to move forward, but... It's been great having around and be a part of this, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, very neat night last uh, moment last night at Target Field. We're going to talk more about Miguel Sano when we come back, as well as kind of the, uh, the mechanics of getting prepared for a game that uh, really flies in the face of what baseball is like for the other seven months, and that is a one-and-done type situation in the playoffs. All of that's next on your Home for Twins Baseball. Hey, Twins fans. I just want to thank you for tuning in and listening and
1: supporting us all season long.
0: You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show on kind of a gray Sunday morning here across Twins territory. Also, welcome to October and the Twins playing October baseball, not just today, but on into Tuesday. Our program all season long has been brought to you by Kilber Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. And the man who makes the program is joining us now, and that's manager Paul Molitor. And Paul, uh, Miguel Sano, uh, you guys laid out a plan, uh, kind of hoping to get him some action. Uh, He's been able to put five plate appearances together now. I assume he'll probably get a few more today. Are you seeing what you hope to see? Uh, And has the decision gone from can he play to how is he best utilized, be it as a DH or a pinch hitter at this point?
1: Uh, To be honest, still to be determined on some of those questions, um, you know, five plate appearances here over the course of the last uh, couple of games. Um, We're going to try to make it work where we can see him a little bit more today. And, uh, you know, it's just, to be honest, it's hard hard to gauge exactly where he's at. I think physically he's showing that, you know, he's somewhat mobile enough to probably navigate his way around the bases, although he's only had one chance to be on base so far. I think I am kind of getting closer to the point of trying to decide how we might try to use him going forward, including on Tuesday. We'll try to gather as much information. Maybe there's something today that, you know, pushes me over the top one way or the other, and we'll, we'll see how it goes.
0: Speaking of Tuesday, uh, all year, and really it's kind of how baseball is built, one of the the oldest mantras is, well, there's another game tomorrow. And every game is played with the idea, we hear it all the time, don't get too high, don't get too low. Belial likes to say, "You unhitch the wagon, get ready to get the guy the next day. (laughs) And now suddenly you're in the postseason where none of that applies. Everything that you build into approaching how you play a baseball game no longer applies. Is that kind of... Is that odd? Do you, how do you even deal with that, or do you even address it?
1: It's one of those things that is obviously significantly different than any other game you play during the season, unless you get your back to the wall at the end of the year and you have to win. Um, it's different than a Game 7 in that the whole idea of rosters and how who's available and how you put together your plan for the game has changed. So, uh, it's unique. I know the Twins had a couple of game 163s, and even that was a little different because
0: rosters
1: were the 40 man that you had at the end of the year. So, uh, um, I don't know if there's a lot to really try to put on the table as far as addressing the players. Well, obviously we'll have, we'll have a little bit of talk about some of the things just surrounding the game and planning and things we want to be mindful of, but it's just, it's very unique. So, um, we have to kind of experience it to see how it goes. I'll tell you one thing, though, is that I, I feel really good about these guys and just how they are going about it. I, I think there's a looseness to it. I think that we're going to go in there and let it fly, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to get out there and, and get to that atmosphere and, and see how we play and see how we respond. and uh really, obviously, hoping it goes in our favor. I think there's a, there's a really good shot. If we get a good night from Irvin, then we're going to have to figure out a way to get this thing done.
0: Now, you mentioned Irvin Santana, and I have to think that's a nice luxury to have, to be able to hand a ball to a guy like that who's who's been there before. Your lineup is kind of, you know, they're versatile. They can do a lot of different things. Is the biggest difference really how you manage pitching, how long you let guys go in a one-game situation?
1: I think that'll be probably the biggest thing that we have to face you know you do your research on the last five american league wild card games and and you kind of get a feel of how some of those games have gone everyone's every game's different every pitching staff is different you know uh derek and uh thad we're we're looking at you know the average number the most common number of pitchers used by those 10 teams in those games was four and and so it's just you know you think you're going to need all this pitching but um, we'll see how it plays out. I, I think how we sh- how we use people, including a guy like Barrios, um, you know, is going to make the game fun. O- offensively, you know, you're going to have a couple bullets to to, uh, to let fly in terms of pinch running, um, p- possible pinch hits, and, and you have to pick the right spots as best you can to try to take advantage of those of those things that you have on the bench.
0: Do you think you tend to stay? Players can stay loose, but as a manager, is it difficult to? To, to keep the reins loose do you feel like in a one game thing you want to be more conservative sometimes is that human nature
1: i think a little bit um you know the early part of the game it's you know you'll you'll see have to see how it goes you know hopefully you jump out front even if it's you score first or whatever it is but you just don't know how the game's going to go and then um you know we'll have to see i i think our guys are going to be fine we've played from behind enough we've played in tough environments enough we've bounce back enough that this is one of those games that no matter what happens, first out, first inning, whatever, that you just have to know you play the game every pitch, every out. It's one of the cliches of the game, but when you're down to not – you know, lose-and-go-home kind of situation, win in advance, then you know that you got to give yourself every opportunity until the last out is made to find a way to win that
0: game. Yeah, great stuff from manager Paul Molitor. Take a break. Back with more in a moment. It's the Paul Molitor Show, final one of the year, right here on your home for Twins Baseball.
1: Hey, this is Miguel Sano. Thank you for listening the whole season on
0: Chris Adabe welcoming you back to the Paul Molitor show. Start of a big Sunday here at the ballpark. Remember, first pitch not until 2.10 today. We're on the yard 1.30 with our pregame lineup card. One o'clock is inside Twins, and that'll be Thad Levine with Corey Provis. Right now, manager Paul Molitor is here, recently named by Sports Illustrated as the manager of the year, and deservedly so, Paul. So congratulations on that. And, and I want to ask you about this club, uh, in terms of Could you define it? Is there a a characteristic? I've heard a lot of words tossed around uh, in the room. Is it resilient? Is it loose? Is it uh, together? You know, all of those apply. But for you, is there a defining trait to this team that that you maybe even could identify early and say was uh, maybe a a reason or a key to your success as a group?
1: Uh, I think there's been a lot of different things that have been said about um, our team throughout the year, and, and I think all, a lot of them have been very accurate, um, we've obviously been resilient. Uh, you know, there's been, you know, strong character. Um, I, I think one thing that maybe gets overlooked is is cohesive. Um, this team has really bought into the mindset of picking each other up, next man up, um, whatever it takes, not, not worrying about individual attention, those type of things. And when you have a group that really has common goals and they bond together and try to find a way to get it done, um, I think that really increases your chances for success.
0: You know, one other big change I think, it's easy to say, well, they're better at this or they're older. Uh, From last year to this year, that this year's club handles the little details that we never talk about because they're handled so well, you know, cutoff guys and uh, being in the right spot And, and all of the things that I know were frustrating for you and for them a year ago. How did that change? Is that just maturity, or is it? did you approach it differently? Is it? Did it just click? Because to me, that little change has created the infrastructure for the rest of the growth.
1: Well, um, I guess a couple of thoughts to that. You know, for one, in the, in the eyes of a manager, you're never where you want to be in that regard. <laughs> um, I think there's, you know, the, the way that little things can sway games that might not are observed by people just trying to be entertained by a baseball game. And it might be in the second inning, not necessarily in the eighth or ninth, but something that changed the momentum that uh, affects the outcome uh, in the long run. But I think as a team, um, when these guys are in the minor leagues, and player development, all the things, they, they hear about little things and moving runners and taking good at-bats and cut off men and uh, being able to sacrifice, whatever it is. And they just kind of learn them, but I think when you get – up here, and you see how fast the game gets, and you, if you pay attention, you'll see it almost every day. That something small affects a run here, a couple of runs there, a lost opportunity here, a bad base running decision. And it's just amazing how you get it gets reinforced and you get reaffirmed that, yes, those things matter. I, the old cliche is uh, if you want to co- accomplish something really, really big, you got to think really, really small. And I, I think that applies to our game.
0: Do you ever stop when you look down the dugout or out on the field or into the clubhouse, and you've known the bulk of these guys since they were teenagers, I mean, since they were kids, literally since they were kids. Do you ever stop yeah. and, and marvel at the men they've grown into?
1: Well, I I, I think that's part of the pleasure, is, is that having been around a lot of these guys for a number of years uh, as they tried to, to climb the ladder and now have broken through, is that, um, you know, the, the maturing that you see uh, not only in their – Professionalism and their craft and their talent, but just as men um, as they figure things out, the respect that they uh, have learned uh, that surrounds every aspect of the game, whether it's you know your coaches or your manager, or your teammates or the opposing team or the atmosphere, the fact that you get to put on the uniform every day, you know, as as you watch those things come along in these and these people, um, it's very gratifying and, and to have a very small part in that. Uh, I think I think that's what you know. That's what fills you up probably more than anything is is, is watching these guys develop in the men.
0: Very well said. That's Paul Molitor. We'll take our final break. We'll come back, wrap it up on a lighter note when we return on your Home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the Paul Molitor Show. And, Paul, as we get into the final segment, just on behalf of Jack and Gino and the whole crew in here, we want to thank you for Everything you do every Sunday with us, managers have a lot on their plate. It cuts into uh, the sparse family time that we get. And not only do you always show up, you always show up smiling. And not only are you transparent and honest and insightful, but the thoughtfulness with which you take even the worst questions that we come up with uh, is much appreciated. <laughs> right. And and we hope that uh, people understand exactly how, how special it is to get to this sort of uh, window into what you're thinking on a weekly basis.
1: Well, um what can i say that's very kind I, I i really enjoy the time that you and i and jack get to spend talking about the minnesota twins um and our great game and uh you know just as we wrap this down um you know uh, just a big thank you for uh twins nation out there and, and the support that we've had throughout the year uh it's been incredible i i think just even these last couple of days to. See the gratitude expressed by our fans. It goes both ways. We appreciate that. But as far as the show, thanks. You guys always make it easy for me. I have to be thankful. i got a major league manager's radio show. That's a pretty good gig. So, so
0: thanks. All right, well, I think it is a pretty good gig, and uh, I, I would echo those sentiments. So in light of that, I'm going to ask you a few things to close that you can't think about because there's no possible amount of thought that could give you any uh, means of giving a, a better answer. We're just going to keep it completely lighthearted here. I'm going to put you on kind of a hot seat here for the last couple. Uh, right. Think about your staff as well as your players uh best dresser best dresser in that clubhouse
1: uh I'll, I'll I'll go with uh i'll go with irvin
0: okay pretty good
1: yeah what about with you your know, coaches I, it, there, it's, a lot of people on the on the wrong end of that question but there's, there's a few that are at the right end
0: so hey if you know what we got a bus right here if you want to drive over some of the people on the wrong end feel free
1: yeah, there
0: you go. Except I might be under that bus, so maybe that's not such a good idea. All right, if you needed to have one of your players babysit your kids, who are you entrusting with that duty? Kyle Gibson. Yeah, well, that's probably, that's no brainer. That's a pretty good one. No offense to yeah. anybody else, but I think that's that's no. a quick answer right there. Funniest guy, funniest guy. You need someone to give a toast. Maybe they're going to do a, a roast of Paul Molitor. Who are you going to go with?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I would say Esco.
0: No, yeah can't go wrong with us going yeah, that huh? and
1: and and sometimes that he's not trying to be funny, he just <laughs> is funny so.
0: uh you guys you guys like to celebrate after wins as well you should who's got the best dance moves and maybe who's got the best secret dance moves that you wouldn't expect
1: Oh, uh, man you know uh the dancing isn't quite like it was a couple of years ago but i i uh i don't know i i i put uh i put Dos and Buck in there uh, for sure. Those are two that come to mind right out right out of the chute. That's those 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 is you know don't let him fool you. He, he with that country thing, he he, he, can, he can he can do the other thing pretty good too. So.
0: <laughs> is there uh, when you look around those players, you see future managers in that room?
1: Uh, you know, don't don't really haven't given a lot of thought to who might. Uh, go that route i mean you know the guys that are really are mindful about the game uh uh, position wise it's hard to say who might unfold i know people that can that will be able to be good coaches have good influence are some of those people that we brought in last winter the you know belial and jimenez you know castro in fact the manager thing you know castro feeds the game pretty good he's got the brain for it i'll tell you that
0: did you ever think when you were one of those players that you were a future manager
1: you know, I, I I didn't really think about it much. Every once in a while when you get close to retiring people ask you if you have any interest and it might flash across but you don't really start pondering until those opportunities come up. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's uh it took me a long time to get here, but it but it sure has been worthwhile. Worth it. Uh, worthwhile as far as
0: the weight was concerned. Yeah, I think uh, worthwhile for all of us on the other end of it, too. Sir, enjoy. We'll see you at the ballpark a little bit later on. One to go, and then we get down to business in New York. Congratulations on what's been a fun ride and the continuation of that ride.
1: I appreciate that, man. Have a great Sunday. All right. Look take... to doing this again down the road.
0: I would like that very, very much. That's Paul Molitor. This is the Paul Molitor Show. And again, Paul Molitor Show has been brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and how legends are made. This, of course, the final day of the regular season. It's a big day, as you would expect, here at Target Field today. We are just the beginning uh, of the day. Coming up uh, today at 1 o'clock, it's going to be Inside Twins. Thad Levine will join Corey Provis to talk about uh, a lot of different uh, facets of this season and of course leading up to the wild card game uh it's a 130 pregame today it's a 210 first pitch bartolo cologne will throw it and then tuesday night want to remind everybody that it's an hour-long pregame show it'll get underway at six o'clock first pitch at 709 central time an hour-long postgame show as well now jack morris is not here but on behalf of jack and gino and uh, the big ninja and uh, drew and squire and everybody who makes our sunday morning programming possible throughout the course of a long season well i want to say thank you to all of you for joining us from wherever you've joined us throughout the course of the last six to seven months it's been our pleasure we look for a lot more fun to come here in 2017 with the minnesota twins right here on your home for twins baseball